Until we're doing the C.J. Morgan Show Uncensored Live Charity Podcast Extravaganza. I'm going to keep adding words to that, Emily. Okay. Every day, a new word for it, but we're going to be... You're going to forget the past words you've used. I I very much will. Uh, But it's a good memory exercise. Uh, Bolden Acres, this Thursday from 5 to 7. It's free. We're just going to be there goofing off. Yep, Bolden Acres Breaker. Breaker Lane, Mm -hmm. the north one. Uh, We're going to be there kind of goofing off and just, you know, doing the normal show, but with a little bit of cusses and some interactive activities. So you can stop by, say what's up, take pictures with Emily's feet, and and be like, damn, these really have been walking around the Shire. Um, (laughs) My Hobbit. Stroke Spencer's beard, rub Matt's belly. um, Punch CJ in the face. No, I'm just Bathe in my vape smoke. Uh, but you don't have to hang the whole time, but we are trying to raise money for uh, some charities that I've selected that I personally like donating to ex- next year. But Emily, uh, you came up with kind of a fun way to raise money. Last year, we did the Plinko board, which was either a punishment for the show or you could win like one of my Legos or something fun. But this year, because we were so excited on the TikTok NPC sensation, gang We gang. as in you. Gang gang, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, to where people would watch other usually cute women live streaming they give them money and then the live streamer says or does a a certain q word or whatever for how much money's been donated yeah yeah yeah. we're doing something kind of a kind of a play on that we are it's it's gonna be fun um it's a way for you to interact with the show and make an impact on our live podcast being good or bad uh, de- depends on how much you decide to donate. Yeah, and you get to participate in the dumb punishments we do every week. You do, yeah, and you get to watch some of those punishments live. Uh, so it'll be fun. So basically, pay us to be punished. Yeah. But for good. Yeah, there's like a different menu. So essentially, what it is, is we'll be doing the live show. We're talking, we're also live streaming. Uh, so we're hosting a show, and then you can all of a sudden say, I want Emily and CJ to eat a scoop of really hot, hot sauce right now. Yeah. So you put your donation money down, and then we have to stop what we're doing. Well, not really stop. We still have to do the show and then suddenly eat this hot, hot sauce and yep. keep going. Yes. So it's little things like that. If you want to shout out, we'll read the dumb things you say. Um, and, you know, there's no there's no current limit. I'm also adding a very special $100 donation, which goes specifically towards me and these will be the most messed up, most brutal punishments. Just specifically for you can, CJ. You can shock me. You can take my vape away. You could shave my entire eyebrows or head. Should I go I like, eyebrows or head? I, I like that you said take my vape away right after shocking because that is so bad to have your vape taken away yeah. from you that you have somebody has to pay Listen, you man, $100 to charity I for quit, you to stop I smoking. I drinking over a year ago and like... The vape, I didn't really vape or smoke before, but man, when I quit drinking, these little stupid nicotine things, and you know, also I like using some CBD weed ones occasionally from Hometown Heroes, um, they've been taking over my life. But the point of all this is, you donate money, we do a dumb punishment, um, we'll have Venmo, we'll have cash, we want to see, we want to hang out with you. But I'm just excited about that, and uh, mainly, 
want to take your suggestions, you can text us or at CJ Morgan Show, 512-835-1015. What are other good punishments? Yes. Good hundred that are worth donating a hundred dollars to inflict on us. Like what is that amount of money what would to you... have a good punishment? And it's gotta yeah. be something we do right away. And it's not like we don't want to physically damn you can't kick me in the crotch. But what it like doing it right away, nothing dumb and complicated. No. Nothing that's gonna get me thrown in jail or have to knock on my neighbor's door. But you know, your suggestions for fun things to do. Always welcome. And, of course, uh, details on the live event this Thursday, Bolden Acres Breaker, at 101x.com. Emily is the best! That's right. Emily is the best at 101x ever. What did Uh, I do? If you don't believe me, we got the statistical evidence and proof. Because we all know who is the best here in this building in radio at 101X is whoever is at the top of the fantasy football league. Oh, and, <laughs> yes, baby. Dude, that's, that's you. And, you know, we're not going to talk too much fantasy because that can be everyone loves talking about their own mushroom trips and fantasy football teams. Yeah. No one likes to hear it. But no. the reason this is cool is because you weren't great at fantasy. Uh, excuse me. You basically were suckered into playing because we needed more people <laughs> on air to play. This is true. This you, is entirely true. It costs true. you 100 bucks a year to do something you don't want to do. And guess what? After you beat the pants off me last night in Monday Night Football, you scored enough points. We have the same record, but you are first place in the league. I know. You it's are going crazy. into the playoffs, number one. That means you can do no worse than fourth place. If you get at least third place, you get money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. I know. Uh, Here is my proposal that, uh, you know, because I'm second place. We both ended up getting a bye week, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, so I'm off this week? You're off this week. I don't even know these You don't have to do anything. But next week you check your team and I'll I'll help you with that. Also, we're in a different brackets. Did you notice? So we're not playing against each other? No. Yay! If we do, it's in the championship. Oh. But I got a proposal about this. Now, um, Emily, you are in the ladies bracket. Uh, all the three, all, yeah, the way it worked out, all three ladies are in one side of the bracket in the fantasy league. You, Adria and, uh, Elizabeth Nitz are one of our salespeople in the other side of the bracket. It's me, Johnny rude. And I think Chesbro, another one of our salespeople, um, you know, it's f- tough. You never know what's going to happen in fantasy. You have a lot of Cowboys and 49ers, which means that. You might have a problem where they start sitting your good players. You have to watch out for that. Okay. They might not be playing as much towards the end of the year, which is what happens in the championships. The fact that I helped you with your team, told you to keep Christian McCaffrey. I I helped you pick up Chuba Hubbard and some other people when your other running back got hurt. Okay. I helped you pick up Deshante Samuel. They're killing it. So I'm thinking what we should do now is no matter what, if you or me win, we should split the money. <laughs> split the, it's like a thousand bucks. No. No? No. But what if you lose and you don't win any money and I'm, I'm still in lose. the bracket? I'm literally not going to lose. I'm at least going to get third place. Okay. Well, you still have to win one game to get third place. I will at least win one game. All right. I'm pretty confident about this Okay, one. so you don't want to split. No. Even Why though I helped you... you get to where you're at. Why would you want to split? Uh, what be, benefits because you? Because it gives us a, both a because better chance. Because you don't chance. think you're going to be in the number one spot, but you think I would be? 
Well, you're already in the number one spot. Now it's the playoffs. Now mm-hmm. you have to play to win. If you one loss and you're out, yeah, you're done. Okay. Uh, but the reason I want to do this is because it gives us both better chances of guaranteeing we end up with money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as league commissioner, I don't think this is legal to do, I and I wouldn't allow someone else either. to do it. But I just wanted to congratulate you because you know Jason, Nick, myself, Lynn, so many of us in the building. And on air are in this fantasy league. It yeah. goes it goes back to two thousand seven or eight. Fifteen plus years this league's been around. And uh you were forced to play in it and now you're the best. You were the number one team. You do you, you realize so much. you won five games in a row. You were the worst team in the league at one point, and I now know. you are the best. You are number one going into the playoffs. Emily, thank uh, you so much. We just we just want to salute you. Uh, As you, you should. Now, do you think it's cheap out there if you're listening to do deals like this, to trade players at the end of uh, fantasy football, to make deals to where you split the cash and win mm. the pot? Do you, you know, I'm, I want to know what are your fantasy football thoughts? Eight three five one one five. To me, it's all shady and weird to do it. But kind of, if you want to split the money, you can. That's on you and the other person playing. I feel like all fantasy football is shady and weird. That's the entire point is to make weird deals underneath the table. Got Ray Dog, who used to do Chillville, and my buddy Gus, who used to be an account executive here, they were the worst. But there you go. Fantasy football recap. Surprise, surprise. At the first of the year, no one voted that Emily would be the best. Uh, I think Jason was the first. Uh, Nick was third. I was like fifth. Lynn was fourth. No one uh, no one of the ex-listeners thought that you would win this league. And guess what? And look at this. You you won the regular season, the Supporters' Shield, and you're this much closer to winning it all. Yes, Championship I am. Emily, thanks to Dak Prescott, of all people. <laughs> Why do I have to keep taking tinkle tests? Uh, Emily, have you ever, I mean, this is your first like real job out of college, I guess. Yeah, it is. But I feel like no real jobs make you do this anymore unless you're working in the secret service but have you ever had to take um a drug test a pee test to have a job i actually have never had to do that good because um, they're not yeah, fun no um, i've had to do three recently and for this job no not of course they wouldn't be able to employ anyone <laughs> I was here about to say, really? i mean it's either all weed or pure alcohol there's no way they could do it plus we're not like operating machinery no. well i guess we are operating we you know you could say anything on the radio, go crazy, but you know they let people like Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, do that. Uh huh. Anyhow, um, back in the day, like for the for working at a grocery store when you're 15, we had to do those. It used to be regular. Really. And recent, I had to do one today, and I wasn't expecting it, but I went to my doctor. I'm gonna have to have an X-ray, and when you leave the house first thing in the morning, usually you go to the bathroom first. So I show up, and because they're about to do spinal work on me, and you know, part of that is injecting me with uh, drugs, like serious—not like morphine or stuff—but you know, no, they, no, they, they want to make sure monitor I'm, it. They want to make sure I'm not strung out. Yeah. So when I get there, they give me a cup, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I can have some water." And I do the appointment, and then like, still, I don't feel it. So I end up staying about almost an hour longer, no. drinking water at the doctor. Because I couldn't go. You can't go TT. I couldn't go. You couldn't go TT. I know, not at all. Well, I also wasn't expecting it. And, you know, this makes sense why I had to do this. Mm. The last time I had to do it, um, I went in to have, you know, like your lipid panels, your blood tests, all all this other crap that you're supposed to do like every couple years, mainly to make sure my liver's okay while the year's drinking. Is it okay? (laughs) um, 
They made me do that, and it was weird because there was a line to use this one restroom, and then I got I got pee shy. Aww. And so, again, I had to wait forever to do it. And then come to find out, when I brought it up to the different lab person, they're like, uh, who told you to do this? And I was like, oh, the lady at the front. And they're like, no, no, we just we just need your blood. So I so did it for no reason. you waited an hour, had to pee in a cup. Just for no reason. This, yeah, this is a different time. And, and yeah, uh, no reason at all. No reason I had to do this. The other time I had to do it, same issue. I'm having back troubles. I go to one of those emergency doctors. But little did I know that the emergency doctor is not really one of those emergency quick clinics. It's mainly there for drug testing for jobs. Oh. So, they have me do that, and I'm like, what does this have to do with my spine and my back? They thought I was doing, like, the drug testing for employment. Oh. Like, why does everyone want my pee? Every- <laughs> They're all selling it on the dark web. Uh, yeah, I know. This is nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I'll tell you why this happened um, a couple years ago. I think there's it's, re- it's karmic revenge on me. A couple years ago, we were doing health screenings upstairs where we do the flu shot. And, you know, we have a health fair in their office. Yeah, but I don't remember any pee tests. Well, I had one of those cups, and I brought him a colored cup, and I, like, flopped it down, and it was loose and wet. It was just water that I, you know, put a little bit of coffee in the color. And I was flopping it around, and we're like, we don't need this. And I was messing with coworkers and stuff. So I guess that's that's the revenge. It's the karma. Yeah. It's the karma That that is exactly why. But, you know... I mean, it might just be the way that you look, CJ. I guess so. I do look kind of shabby. I'm yeah. always itching myself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I blame it on West Virginia and the opioid crisis. Thanks oh, to them, I what? can't. Yeah, thanks to them, I can't even get any Tylenol three, and I gotta pee everywhere I go. But I can't do it when they tell me to. I but think, I'm old now, and when I'm in bed at night, I have to. Why well, can't? Ugh, it's just frustrating. Emily. I think my version of this is a pregnancy test, which they will never ask you to do ever. But I get asked to pee in a cup for, oh, really? it, when for you pregnancy go- tests what? all the time. When you go when you go to regular visits? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So I just look pregnant and you just look like a drug addict. Okay, there so we go. That's hey that's, that's what a radio show is all about. Very much Seattle radio shows in the nineties. Pour one out. It's over. It's done. Death. Welcome back to the parent period. The parent period. The parent period. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's time to let it all out once a month with Matt Bearden here on the CJ Morgan Show. Yeah. Um, hey, did you know that the slow dance is dead? The slow dance? The slow dance like, is dead. Like dancing with That was people? the best part because you knew if uh, you were going to go home crying with your feelings hurt or if you were going to get a little rub. Yeah. Uh, kids don't slow dance anymore. They, they, they just don't, don't pretty no much more. Gen Z they and then the Gen do. below it are no slow dancing. I think all of us have no. some kind of memory of some dance somewhere where, you know, it was respectful. There's hands above the waist, yes. hands above the waist that you're not allowed to move your hands. They're just mm-hmm. kind of locked and you rock back and forth. Hmm. And no, did you never slow dance? I mean, you're I, a Gen Zer, so you might be part of this. I, I, I do remember. She went to Catholic school also. I did go to Catholic school. That's where the slow dancing happened. You but you're right. For, 
You're right. The slow dancing did happen in Catholic school. Right, um, and they come out with a ruler and measure to make sure your fingers aren't so far apart. Exactly, but they like have it. to make you slow dance in Catholic school because remember, you're trying to find a husband by the time that you graduate you're, you're high 14. school. Yes, or fourteen. But yeah, I, I mean, I remember doing that. But I guess. When I got to college, there was no reason to do anything. No, absolutely right? not. Like, always... So you're talking about, you know, middle school, high school, we right? We had bangers to slow dance to. Like, you know, sometimes it would be it, it would be like Garth Brooks or something like that. But then this this was the music that was out whenever I was older. So well, you, were, kind you of what... were at slow dance and you were grinding. Well, that's part of what's being said is that so much of what would even be slow dance music now is actually R&B and it has a much better rhythm. And so... Everyone, the encouragement is now do your own thing. Uh, even DJs say, hey, look, people now pay $100 to come watch me DJ. And the whole thing is about curating an experience for them, but a very individualistic experience. When, you go, see them, when you go to an EDM show, you don't see anybody couples dancing. I noticed that I recently took my daughter to an event, and there were kids dancing. And I was like, do you guys not, you guys don't slow dance or whatever? And she was like, dad, that's stupid. So um, lame, Dad. Yeah. What would you say that here? I mean, God. it's awkward. I, I didn't like I doing it when it. I was a kid. No, it is awkward. But the thing is, is it, it almost it's, it's all the awkwardness that breaks you out. Millennials of... and Gen X. I'm guessing boomers. I don't talk to them, but I'm. There's, it's a rite of passage. Absolutely, was a rite of passage. The awkward, goofy slow dance. And you then were what so happens? Then, it. then you're just as an adult. You become an awkward, instead of getting through the awkward, goofy phase when you're 14, you go through it when you're 20-something, and then you have dudes that listen to Jordan Peterson and What's-His-Name-In-Jail yeah. and watch Pornhub, and they don't, that's all they know about. Check out this sentence that I, I read in this article. Slow dancing has proven to be such a culturally rich experience, largely because how the practice funnels heightened levels of intimacy and vulnerability into core memories. Which oh, yeah. I think Bad is, core memories. But, it, but I think it's important, and it to turns get out. through it, yeah. Gen Z, especially the youngest section of, I mean, the older section of Gen Z, all their formative social years. Yikes. High school, maybe even beginning of college, spending, not going out and doing stuff, because we had COVID for the last yeah, three years yeah. or whatever. They People weren't. You don't want to touch each other. Emily, you weren't trying no. to sneak kisses behind the bleachers, and I feel like there's a lot missed out there's here. There's a lot of growing up you do there. Emily, let me let me break it to you in terms you can understand. Yeah. When Hogwarts hosted the oh Triwizard Cup, what was one of the most important things they did? You could tell CJ's been catching up on you the mean movies. Fighting dragons? No, they had the ball. Oh, they had the gala. And okay. they, they all had to learn to dance and they had to ask a date. That mm-hmm. was the movie. Where you started getting the coming-of-age tales sure. going along with the wizardry things. Could I argue that probably not only is it COVID, but maybe the music nowadays isn't meant for slow dancing? That's what I was saying just a second yeah. ago. I yeah. mean, yeah. even songs that weren't concurrent with my generation, they were kind of, I guess, older hits, but they still got... I mean. Careless Whisper still gets played at weddings or whatever. Oh, my and you gosh. And, and Gen Whisper. Z laughs at songs like Careless Whisper. Yeah, but oh guess no. what you can't slow dance to? Pony. My pony. Yeah, I ride it. it. That's, that's a lot of hip grinding music. That's too much grinding. And then the, the principal's walking around going, uh-uh, stop it. Do Matt stop and I need it. to show you how to slow dance on each other? I'll slow dance. We'll show you how it's done. Anyway, I'm just lamenting. I think parents out yeah. there may or may not know. And if you're a younger parent and your kids haven't gotten there yet, I think you're going to be sad when you find out that your kids go to a dance and they hang out and they talk and they have sodas and they jump up and down. 
but nobody has an awkward slow dance anymore. It's the CJ Morgan Show. Get in the spirit with these holiday-themed bars, restaurants, and pop-ups happening now in Austin. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! It is the season to fatten yourself up and have fun, and we should be going out and doing some of that. But it's a lot more entertaining if you have guest family in town to take them somewhere that has that sort of theme. We've talked a little bit about this on the show, but I've got an even bigger list of uh, where to go that's decorated with Christmas lights, Hanukkah candles, even sometimes fake snow. Really? Yeah, remember the fake snow? You want to hear my impression? Yeah. Okay. No. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for the callback. <laughs> I uh, forgot about that. Let's start with the classic, of course, Lala's Little Nugget on Justin Lane. It is uh, a great dive bar. Everyone in Austin loves it. It's been talked about forever, and it's Christmas themed. There are Christmas lights, bulbs, um, mistletoe up year round. However, for the Christmas season, they take all that down, and it's just normal. Oh. They don't. That was a joke Spencer made, but uh, oh, that would be funny. Because I was about to say, I've been to Lala's in October, and they still have it. But they, some people do just start decorating in October for Christmas. No doubt. Uh, but they have all the stuff you need, all the stuff you love we going love there. We love Lala's. Uh, speaking of October, Moxie Austin on Guadalupe, they're doing a Nightmare Before Christmas pop-up for the entire month of oh, December. That's cool. So if you're still in the Halloween mood, if you still love this spooky decor, that's exactly what they have. Cocktails, Wednesday night movie nights, indoor, outdoor area. Um, it is going all through December through the 31st. That's at Moxie Austin. Uh, this one a lot of people talk about. I've never done it. It seems to be a couple family thing to do, but have you ever done the Mozart's Coffee Roasters light show? I have. I've done it before once. I did it last year for the first time ever. It's like you, you pay money. Yeah, they and you go a, and there's a light show and then they have food and drinks and things that you can get. Ooh, and like they music have a soft, that goes with it, right? They have a soft pretzel. That's the only thing is you it, need to know. Is it worth it? Because everyone, it seems like one of those things everyone in Austin says you got to do. I think you have to do it once. It's it's also kind of like, eh, I hate doing that kind of stuff. I like Mozart's. I love the location. Yeah. So that's but pretty unique. You just sit there and look at a light show, like Pink Floyd laser lights. No, not hello, Pink Floyd. Hello, is there anybody out? Not that. Not vibe, even but, that, um, no. I've, I've heard it's fun. It's affordable. But you do have to get your tickets online. And uh, there is a long wait for that. So, you know, you can't just show up. You're going to want to do that soon. Uh, next up. Otop, Oto- you could do it. You could whatever do it. this place is. Otopia Rooftop Lounge. They are doing wintery drinks, igloos, and all kinds of cool stuff there. That sounds like a place for people that just moved to Austin and then live in condos downtown to hang out. It, it does, but it also sounds like something that I would like to try. You got to try point. the fancy things once. We live here, after all. Uh, old school once again. And if you are new to Austin, you got to go to Don's Depot. Yay, Don's Depot. It has uh, been existing on West 5th Street forever. It's still there. They go all out for Christmas um, all month long. And, of course, if you're not careful, uh, some old feller, a regular in a cowboy hat's going to two-step with your lady. That's true. And that actually is a great experience. It's pretty fun to go there and just, you know, watch these old timers hanging out with the young girls. If an older lady comes up to you and says, hey there, you should come to the ladies restroom with me because there's a pole in it. 
She's not lying, and you should. A Festivus poll? There's a giant poll, and there's a picture of me with one of our old coworkers during their retirement retirement party um, because they took me into the bathroom to show me the poll. Okay. And it's there. Usually, you know, if you it's- You have to climb, if but it's, it's there. If it's another West 6th Street bar, they're taking you in the bathroom to, instead of a pole, there's a line. Um, yeah. Anyhow, Nickel City, they always do the fun pop-ups. They do Moe's Tavern uh, during mm-hmm. the Halloween. Mm-hmm. They're known for that. Uh, they're transforming again to a Sipping Santa, a tiki spinoff of Miracle. Uh, I guess Miracle on 34th Street, whatever. Yes. So it's yes. Miracle on 6th Street. Uh, oh, 11th Street, weird. I guess that's where they're at. But last year, Emily, didn't you all do one? You and a bunch of coworkers, and felt like very much out of place because it was really <sighs> expensive and like way too fancy. Do you remember what that was? No. Think about it, and we'll talk about all the other cool holiday hangs, bars, restaurants, pop ups happening during the month of December on tomorrow's CJ's Fat. If you got recommendations, text us anytime. 835-1015, especially looking to get up in the Cedar Park, Leander, Round Rock areas now that I live close all the way up, all the there, way up huh? in very all north. Where it's already north. snowing. It's so cold it, up it's there. It's closer to Santa. Welcome to Educating Emily on the X. No, it has nothing to do with freaky dinky stuff. Uh, it is all about teaching Emily the history of our fair fun station, 101X, which has been in existence coming up on 30 years. That's 30 so freaking cool. years. Uh, this older station, than me, at least by five years. Way older than you, Emily. Uh, I love 101X because I lived in San Marcos, Texas when I first moved to the area. And I listened to this station. I listened to our sister station, which is uh, KLBJ and... 101X is where I got my new music. I discovered so many songs that we played here first before anyone else was playing them. Um, Gnarls Barkley, that kind of weird, trippy, fun, like almost hip-hop one. Uh, Knights of Sidonia by Muse. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. AWOL Nation Sale. Those are three songs I remember hearing before I worked here that I had to pull over in my car and be like, what, what is this? What? Uh, yes. Uh, How cool. Lawless tells a great story about like when we first played Gnarls Barkley. But what I'm going to do is I want to go through and play the top song of a certain year. The top 101X song. I calculated this myself. It might okay. not be exactly accurate, but it's based off data I have from how many times we played it, from... Uh, how many requests we got for it, how popular it was. Like, it's yeah. it's a lot of mixed up data I kind of put in on myself, but this is my best estimate of what the top song was. All you need to do is tell me the year. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. And you're going to be playing against listeners, so you can text along at 512-835-1015. 512-835-1015. Text along live if you can get the guess in before Emily does or uh, get it correct. Before I reveal it, uh, we're going to take the best players and give them a sweet radio swag bag prize package, which includes some tickets to see Blue October this Saturday, Saturday, the 101X Indie Xmas show. And guess what? There's going to be some Blue October on here. Are you ready, Emily? I'm so ready. All right. Let's start uh, with our very first song. You're going to tell me what year this was the most popular 101X song. I should probably turn it up. That would that I would, would love to hear the song. Thank you I'm so much. I'm so great at screwing stuff up on these days. You're good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everclear Santa Monica was the top song on 101X in this year. What was the year? I'm going to go with 
See, I don't know much Everclear stuff, so I'm going to go with mm, 1999. Oh, so close. Uh, we'll give the people a second to text in actual retail price. Uh, 1995, Santa Monica really? by Everclear was the most popular 101X song. I didn't realize it was that, that old. Uh, yeah, it is. And don't call it old, all right? <laughs> oh, Just sorry. Just because middle sorry, school. Sorry. Hey, the great thing about that I've noticed about this station is it is weird, you know, because we're we're usually geared towards like a younger audience too, always kind of have been. We still mm-hmm. play a lot of new music. But we're also playing a lot of cool like 80s music. The thing I've noticed about 101X are there are people listening now whose parents listen, grew up listening to 101X. Yeah. And even they have kids. So we're getting to like three generations, little rockers. And and hopefully radio will be around long enough for the next ones. Uh, Let's go to our next song. This was the most popular 101X song in the year. Oh, okay. Of course. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. See, I've heard this song a million, a million bajillion times. And I'm trying to think of when it came out. How about, I think Mr. Brightside came out in like 2003. Ah, uh, Emily. Emily, no, no. We got a couple texters that got it right right away. 2005. Oh! I, and also, I'm close. I'm getting the 2000s, so the 90s. Here's correct, the tricky so. thing, too, is sometimes the song came out a year before mm-hmm. and it just was played the most a year later. I so see. It, it can be weird. But yeah, Killers, Mr. Brightside. 2005. The most popular 101X song of 2005, according to my calculations. Uh, here is your next one, Emily. Nice. AWOL Nation nice. with Sale. Um, I interviewed Aaron from AWOL Nation, and he said 101X made that song. Toby was the first guy to play it. It's a uh, great Legendary. Song. He was afternoons on 101X Forever. He liked him. He played him. And then when Aaron, when AWOL Nation were coming to play in Austin, uh, they were, I think it was Lazona Rosa he was describing. They went to play there, and there was a line out the door and around the block, and it sold out. And I think when they came back, they had to move to a bigger venue because – it was so huge, but what year did 101X make a Wall Nation and sell oh, the top song? Man, see, this is embarrassing because uh, I have interviewed Aaron Bruno before. Too. Yeah, I accidentally cut <laughs> so him off I in the middle like of a song. This. I'm gonna go with 2010. Oh, uh, 2011. God, 2011. Can you give that one yeah, to me? That's uh, just one. That's so just close. one. Yeah, 20, oh. 2011 was the year that we. 2011. That uh, AWOL Nation sale was the most popular song on this station. Um, I feel like a lot of music came out in around the 2010s era. Like the, that, that was yeah. like notable radio, radio hits. The texters at 835-1015 are currently beating you. Let's continue. Well, it's because they probably are Googling. Lucky them. Yeah, but it, it's it's the year it was the top 101X song. It's not necessarily mm. when it came out. It could be mm. earlier or later. Okay. Here is your next one. <laughs> okay. Trapped with Headstrong and, you know, even like some other people in the building admitted that, yeah, 101X, we got a little butt rocky in the 90s, new metal and butt rock in the 90s to 2000s. That's what everyone was listening to. That's what they loved. Uh, Trapped Headstrong. And listen, that song was a banger. I mean, it was, it's a radio hit. But what year was it the top song for 101X? Other uh, things did include Burden Brothers with Beautiful Night, Chevelle's In the Pain Below, Foo Fighters, times like these. I thought Ooh. that would have been the top one. 
uh, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, Queens of the Stone Age, No One Knows. Um, it was, dang, it was a heck of a year for, for music. Uh, what year, though, did Traps Head Strong top the 101X charts? Is this just 2000? Straight uh, up 2000? Damn, Emily, 2003. <laughs> no! Oh, uh, so close. No. Uh, we're going to come no. back and this keep playing. Uh, educating Emily on the X. We're going through the top 101X songs of any given year in our existence. I'll name the song and artist. Emily just has to tell me what year. You can play along as well. 835-1015. So far, Emily, quite a few textures beating you. No. Boo-hoo. Educating Emily on the 101X. It's hard to believe uh, we've been at the alternative rock station in Austin for almost 30 years. I think next year we'll be 29. And here's the deal. We did a big 25th anniversary thing. We did 25 days of our top 25 of that year of any given year. It was a lot of fun. It was a cool thing to do. But I wrote it all down. I kept the date. I kept the info. And what we're doing now, and you can play along by texting 512-835-1015. I'm educating Emily. I'm going to play a song that was the top 101X song, the most played, the most requested, graphs and charts and data, uh, whatever determines it. I'm going to play the song, Emily. All you have to do is try to guess the year that this song was the number one 101X song, according to my data. Are you ready? Yeah, it's hard, but I'll try. I like that you're standing up. Uh, This one was a hell of a banger. Um, I remember Love still listened to this Texas band and this incredible album. Here's the top song of this year. The Toadies, I Come Ooh. From the Water. I might sound way too confident in this, but this sounds like something in the 90s, man. This sounds okay. like I could wear some puka shell necklaces and... Have your hair in, frosted like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get into some some rowdy business. I mean, this was some peak middle school CJ, so I'm sure uh, you would have loved me then. I'm going to say 1994. Oh, so close. So close, Emily. It is. Uh, it is actually... 1996, and the sound you hear are people texting in. Uh, Both of the texters that got it in just in time also guessed incorrectly, 99, 98, 98. Uh, So you can text us, too, and try to beat Emily for a 101X prize pack of 512-835-1015. Toadies, I come from the water. Top song in 1996. Now, maybe we need to move up a little bit if that helps you, Emily. I don't know if it will. Uh, Maybe what, just a little bit. You know, year? I am 25. <laughs> God, I hated this song, too. Uh, what year was this the top 101X song? I'm trying to remember. God, start the goddamn yeah. song. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a reason there's radio edits. Yeah. Uh, Milky Chance, Stolen Dance was the top 101X song of what year? I'm going to say it was the top 101X song of 2014. Oh, Emily, 2015. You haven't got one correct. No, I mean, it's so hard. There's so many years, CJ. I have to guess. I have one chance out of 30 years. One out of 30. Listen, um, 
if they're te- if people are texting in, it, it doesn't mean the year, the album, the song, whatever was released. It's the year it was the most popular and most requested on 101X. So it doesn't <sighs> mean Googling's going to help you. At least I'm in but, the range. I'm yes. in the range. Now, this was a heck of a dreamy song on movie soundtracks. And it was actually, believe it or not, the top with a lot of rock songs. I mean, Celebrity Skin by Hole. Harvey Danger, Flagpole Sitta, Beastie Boys, Intergalactic, but no. Fast Balls the Way, Semisonics, ah. Closing Time, Third Eye Blinds, Jumper, all of that could not compare to this one, the top song of what year on 101X? Oh, kiss me under the twilight. Oh, my God. Uh, what Ooh. was this in the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack? It was in a few soundtracks. Oh, it's like, been in like everything. I think this was in what's that stupid Christmas movie that everybody likes? Any any high school movie? Yeah, any what? any sort of scene where they had to do some slow dance. I feel like this was in. Well, what year was Sixpence None the Richer's Kiss Me the top one hundred and one X song? Nineteen ninety nine. Oh. No, Emily. What? You have not got one correct. What is it? What was it? What? Uh, 1998. You're getting <laughs> close. Um, I'm so all close. Right. Since we're nerding out over this, this music, so we're gonna come back in a little while and play this on the CJ Morgan show because I want you to get one correct. These are the top artists 101X has played over its nearly 30 year career, and Emily just has to guess the year. I'm so that close. This song everyone was I'm the so top. Close. It's holiday time. That means the big movies and big releases are coming up. What to watch, what to avoid. I don't know. Let's discuss. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. Yes, it's the end of the year. That's dang. My voice uh, sounded very rich. Yes, it is I the can't end of the year. Recreate mm-hmm. it. God, it is the end of the year, and we need it. But uh, you know what? It's a good time to cuddle up, to go watch a movie in the theaters at home. And so we've got some recommendations, some avoiders, and a few of your takes. Of course, always eight three five one zero one five of what to go see during this Christmas time. I'm going to start with one that has been highly recommended to me by everyone who has seen it so far. Says it is funny, it's charming, it's touching. When I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, that might look fun." I don't know if I'll see it in the theaters though. Uh, but it is a movie called The Holdovers. Oh, my parents Paul Giamatti, loved this, and everyone. Yeah. It seems like a movie parents would love, but. Apparently, everyone's loving it. It's uh, Paul Giamatti plays a grumpy professor at like a boarding school, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he has to stay because he doesn't have family. A few of the kids there that don't have family, including this one rambunctious one, has to stay as well as one of the, uh, I don't know if she's like the head chef or whatever, but they're stuck (laughs) alone during Christmas and they just have each other. And it's supposed to be Really, really good. Like even Oscar worthy good. Everyone told me to go see that, so I yeah I think I'm gonna add that to my must see list. Can I give you my parents' weird review of this movie? <laughs> oh, we should only have your parents' weird reviews of movies. Um, according to my dad, he said yes, The Holdovers was a great movie, and that's because it's not like the movies that come out nowadays. It doesn't need violence, or it doesn't need, you know, (laughs) the weird inclusion of random people that you don't need in there just because they want to make people happy. It's just a simple, good, feel-good movie. 
no deaths, nothing bad, and it just it was a great movie to watch, and I would watch I, I it like, again. I like your your <laughs> My uh, dad, voice? dad voice movie as well. <laughs> it's just he just I, whatever. <laughs> if you're looking for something bad that you want to see because it's insane, uh, it's a wonderful knife. That's right. Knife? It's a horror movie called It's a Wonderful Knife. A Christmas time slasher. We could we could use that, right? It's also just got such a wonderful title. A family gets together, they're having holiday good times, and guess what? People start dying. <gasps> dun dun dun. Uh, it comes from the producers of Black Christmas and Freaky. It's something you should probably just stream, but yeah, a slasher killer Christmas movie. Those are kind of fun. R- right on the heels of that Thanksgiving one. Did you ever see that? I have not. I've heard good things, and somebody actually told me that I should go watch it because I am a fan of, you, of horror movies. You like horror and bad, campy mm-hmm. kind of horror things, right? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Uh, I also have some more suggestions that you could probably bring your kids to. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Good point. I don't think the holdovers, since, they would like them. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this December, it's all about the kiddos because they're out of school. Um, I went and saw The Boy and the Heron, actually. I saw a early screening okay. of it. So this is, uh, I guess what you'd call like an anime. It it's is <laughs> Studio Ghibli. It, it, it Thank is, you very much. Um, from the... People cur- that made Spirited Away, yeah, if you ever is, saw that one. Which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of girls have those tattoos. Uh, That's true. But but it's Miyazaki. highly acclaimed producer. It looks really cool. Yeah. And the heron has like a funny, goofy voice. Yeah. It's, it's a whole. The heron is actually Robert Pattinson. Did you know that? Interesting. Yeah. And he puts on this funny, funny voice. It's Christian Bale, Florence Pugh, Pugh Willem Dafoe, Mark Hamill, Dave Batista, and everybody else. Um, it's beautiful. I actually, in the early screening, didn't get to see the English dub i saw it in japanese um did, what but, is that like seeing it does it help you at all i is mean it, it was it's really cool because here's a little nerdy nerdy part he uh miyazaki the director and the creator of this this was supposed to be his last film ever so he recasted a lot of his old voice actors from his other movies and for example the person that played howl in the English Howl's Moving Castle, is also playing in the Japanese version um, of this. So he he basically just mirrored all of his favorite voice actors from his past films and brought them back. So Christian Bale has already been in a couple of his, and it's very beautiful. It's a Miyazaki Thank you film. For really making the nerd report nerdy. Sorry, I, I can Emily, get even no, nerdy if you want. That but. is absolutely why we love you and uh, have yeah, you here. Yeah, it's really cute. And can I give you one more suggestion of another kid-friendly one that you can go see? Can we put some coal in the stocking first? Because oh, this one is kid-friendly, uh, and it fine. is hot garbage trash. Candy Cane Lane. Eddie Murphy is back. It's supposed to be a new sweet surprise holiday th- film. It is on Prime Video. Uh, but it is hot trash. No, I have not seen it. Yes, I trust the stoner buddies that watched it and said it's bad, and even parents say it's bad. Uh, avoid Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy. Avoid. Not good. Wow. It's trash. It's terrible. It's not even ironically worth watching. And neither is this one. 
Wonka. Oh, stop. Timothy Hold Chalamet on. plays Hold the origin on. story of Wonka, and everyone is saying it is bad. That's, and from looking at the trailer, no. it looks bad. Um, That is absolutely not true. Fake news. Was this your recommendation? This was my recommendation. Okay, good. I'm I have glad not I, seen it. I'm glad I got to trash it. Originally, I wasn't going to defend it, but I just looked on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fresh. It's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, the critics like it. All, all right. right. I didn't think I was about to to hate on it as well, but um, honestly, I'm I'm convinced that maybe I should go see it. I'll give it a chance. I mean, um, who doesn't want to see what's his name is like a tiny Hugh Grant is a tiny Oompa Loompa. That's kind of funny. Uh, I got a recommendation for this. I don't know anything about it, but Poor Things oh, starring Emma Stone. I want to go Stone. see it. It comes out at the end of the month. I've already started watching The Curse because I love Emma Stone and I love Nathan Fielder's comedy stuff. It is mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. It's hard to watch, but Poor Things supposed to be really good. Uh, so there, there's a few of our do's, don'ts, and recommendations for your Nerd Report end of the year holiday films. Let us know yours. Uh, we're always open. Text 835-1015 or at CJ Morgan Show online. We're going to be back with some local news and more of the top songs from every year of 101X's existence. Can Emily guess them? Can you? We'll find out coming up. Austin's number one laser tag champion, the CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Austin is the fastest growing city in the world. Yay. Uh, Welcome to the news. Taking a look at uh, some of today's headlines. I just realized I had that song on really quiet. Man, I'm bad at radio today. It's okay. Uh, It's the holidays almost. Is it okay? Because uh, we are once again... The fastest growing uh, metro in the country for the 12th year in a row. 12 straight years, uh, our population has just been booming. And what's funny is when you look at some of the other cities that are in the top list, especially for smaller booming towns on different lists, it's Mm -hmm. uh, San Marcos, Buda, Kyle, Cedar Park, Leander, Pflugerville. The Central Texas Corridor from Dallas, Fort Worth to San Antonio is absolutely exploding. And, you know, the population around us is obviously, when we include the Central Texas Hill Country area, the Austin Metro, as they call it, it's over a million people. And guess what? Uh, The city, we're going to hit a million soon. We are at about 974,447 people. That was the estimated 2022 population, a 1.3 increase uh, before the 2020 census when all the California bro stand-up comedians moved here. But we are growing, we're booming, and we are probably going to hit the million mark within the next couple of years. That is insane. That is truly insane. Um it's see. so expensive. Will I still be living in Austin, Texas? I don't know if we can years? afford it. Exactly. Uh, the rapid growth is also, as I said, outside of Austin. Suburban cities like Georgetown, Kyle, Leander, also in the top four fastest growing cities in the nation. They were ranked in uh, 2022, so just last year they made that list. So congrats. Yay. Happy. We made another list. Is it good? Is it not? I don't know. But one thing with population growth that sucks is all the water. 
being sucked up water. and sucked away. Uh, not only has the population boom uh, drained our precious resources from the Edwards Aquifer, we are building on the recharge zone, so there's less water getting in, there's less rain, but you know what? We might be getting a little bit of relief. Uh, I've already mentioned it's going to be possibly, potentially with the El Nino. It's going to be wetter this winter. But we've got some chilly and damp days coming soon. Starting tomorrow, we're going to start getting wet weather in. We're going to have a stormy Friday morning. And the only reason I'm bringing this up, Emily, mm-hmm. because of my prediction, it's going to snow. No, it's not. I'm saying it. and It's, it's not, not going to snow. It's not just because I live in North Austin now. It is going to snow this weekend. You want to bet five bucks on it? I'll bet five bucks. Shake my hand. I'm, I'm doing it. Snow. I have five dollars. Some kind of sleet, frost, icy mix, snow. Yeah, especially if I'm going to win the fantasy football, <laughs> I should keep, uh, keep have that money. All of my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some kind of sort of good news with our booming, growing population, uh, one of the big issues in Austin is safety. Uh, they defunded the police. I mean, that was did they? Still, massive, yeah. huge budget yeah. for the large population we have. We're one of the safest cities in America. And thankfully now, with all these staffing and issues uh, with our emergency service, 911, uh, they're going to be nearly 100% staffed by next week. There were issues keeping people employed. The training takes a long time. So what happened is you'd call 911 and... You would be put on hold. It would ring and ring and ring. There was issues with response time, but uh, they've made efforts, and it looks like uh, we're going to be 100% staff. That is according to the uh, assistant interim city manager, Bruce Mills, uh, said it should be happening in the next two or three weeks, which is incredible, which is good because there's nothing. You know, you get a lot of ladies that got ripped off at McDonald's, so they call 911, or someone does it when there's a kid in their yard. Yeah. But- it is genuinely scary to think if you were in an actual emergency that there would be no help. There wouldn't be help mm-hmm. anytime, any way soon, or at least something you could call. Hopefully that's uh, something that is going to be solved, not just in the short term, but in the long term. Uh, and the long term goal of this show to make you feel good and in a good mood. News doesn't always do that unless it's Emily telling you what's going on, right? Ah, yes. And good news is, if you're like me, and you probably won't be able to live in Austin, Texas Central anymore. You'd have to move to the Shire because you're a hobbit like Emily. (laughs) Or that. Uh, You can move to a 3D printed Shire. Or a 3D printed home in Georgetown. Yes, have I don't you know seen if you've these? heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they talked about them in this over the summer, but as of right now, it seems like the Georgetown uh, construction of this 3D printed community. It makes like a little homes. goo brick that just. Bzz, yeah, bzz, bzz. they're about two thirds done working on the development of eight different floor plans, and it's really cool. You can look at the project online and see all of the homes. And I mean, they honestly look like every other home. So it's um, cheaper and faster to build. Cheaper and faster to build. One of the yeah. many issues in the Austin area is, you know, and with the supply chain is is getting the houses actually built. And they honestly look pretty sleek. Um, and if you, it's cool because instead of brick being the consistency of the wall, it's like these cool vertical or horizontal lines that are going on it. I don't know. It looks really sleek and modern to me. And, and let's a hope lot of people are into that let's right hope now. They're also quality and safe and stuff like that. Because another big Austin news story that uh, I'm going to wedge in here. Uh, it passed. We can now build apartments in our backyard. 
The uh, city has rezoned, or they are working on rezoning um, to where I'm going to try to explain this in my dumb brain as quick and easy as possible. I believe in you. Uh, basically, you can have a piece of residential property and you can have multiple units on it. So your house could have a backyard apartment. Or so I you, could start a commune. Or you could put three small houses in the lot with one house. Now, yeah. what this will do, hopefully in the long run, is create more of a supply of housing, which will make the price go down or at least stay the same. That's the good news. A lot of the rich NIMBY people are like, I don't want apartments and and big developers coming in and stuff like that. Well, the the thing is, is even with the developers, it's not going to make them a ton of money to build a condo and this sort of thing. It'll help just having more places for people to live regardless. And sure, I don't want a big apartment in my neighbor's yard right behind mine. There's the stigma with renters and the NIMBY rich people don't want it. There's also the issue with infrastructure, parking sewage oh uh, yeah you know when you start building units and creating stuff where does the flood water go so yeah, it is it's something just more people it mm-hmm. is something we have to work out but i think overall it's a good thing because more houses for more people and it gives you emily the opportunity if you buy a house to build a little loft for spencer and i to rent and live in wait but you just bought a house so you should be doing no this for you're, us. you're taking spencer on not me I uh. can't, he's, he's a sad little cat sometimes and i can't have that You've heard the myth of canceling Christmas and Gen Zers, TikTokers. They're so annoying, but sometimes they get it right. And we're going to cancel some Christmas clutter right now. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Craft a can for the Christmas holiday season. It's social cues where we talk about the trends, things happening on the Internet. And Emily, I know that you work hard to curate and make a CJ Morgan show TikTok. I try my best. I like TikTok. It's fun. Um, You have boomers that say it's just Chinese propaganda. And then you have Gen Zers that put stuff out that make you roll your eyes. Oh, I don't want to hear their opinions. Well, you know what? This new generation, sometimes they get it right. And one TikToker is saying, hey, I'm sick and tired of Christmas cards. I don't want them. It's causing controversy because she went viral and it made me think, you know what? There's some dumb Christmas things we need to get rid of right now. Okay. Let's hear this. Let's do it. I was going to tell you since it's getting to be Christmas and all, don't send me a Christmas card. Mm-mm. I'm going to throw that in the trash. And y'all look so cute and your family dressed up for the occasion and y'all look precious. I'm about to throw in the garbage. I can't have that clutter laying around here. You know what I'm saying? Send me a digital picture, you know? Send it to me and say, Merry Christmas. No, don't do that either. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll see y'all. Don't send me no card. Though I might not agree with her presentation, I do agree with the fact that Christmas cards, they're old, they're stale, they're boring, they're expensive, they're unnecessary. I don't care about your two kids graduated elementary school. Da, 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 da. I was sad for a while because only my friend Kevin Walter and his wife, Melissa, who I almost ruined their wedding by going as Hunter S. Thompson for Halloween the week before and shaving my head. They're the only family that still sends me Christmas cards, and I love it. It's very sweet. Yeah. But overall, it's just a trash. And it's expensive on your part. I and mean, it's like a good text. That's what do, Facebook right? and social media have taken yeah. over now. Yeah, I mean, a good text, but somebody like grandma loves those things you're because not, you physically know, get something in your hand. You're not wrong about the text. In fact, because I would always forget to send Christmas cards. And believe it or not, Emily, a large group of my friends 
grew up, got married, and had kids before I did while I was still in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would text people on like Christmas Eve or the day after or New Year. Sometimes I would send texts and I would say their name. Like I would oh, and sure. something about like I would individually text people. Because I forgot cards, but then it became a nicer, more personal way to stay in touch. And then you can continue the conversation. So, yeah, let's get rid of their cards. Let's get rid of something else that you hate that I think is dumb and annoying. Maybe we don't get it because we don't have kids, but psychologists even say this kind of trickery is bad for presents and holidays and giving. Elf on a shelf. Oh, goodness. It was cute and funny for a year now it's just exhausting, and it's manipulative to your kids, and it's, I, it's okay. just dumb. Well, here's the thing it's with so Elf on old. the Shelf. It's it's <sighs> minivan HR lady mom. I, as, as a child who grew up in a poor household, I was very, very sad when my elf did not come to visit me. Because all of my other friends had they elves were gonna get, they were that supposed came to, yeah. to visit. But because, you know, it's a lot of money to have another elf in the house. And it isn't just Santa Claus coming to visit. Um, it made me feel very bad. Yeah, why does Santa always give some kids toys and doesn't give it to other ones? Uh, not even one of the reasons psychologists mentioned that. I just hate seeing the dumb creations on Facebook because they've all been used, recycled. I'm over Elf on the Shelf. Uh, you know what else I think sucks? Tinsel. Because your vacuum can't suck it up. I'm done with tinsel. I'm I done love with the tinsel. Yeah, but it's so bad for the environment, for animals, for your house. It's gross. It goes everywhere. Yeah, people love tinsel. I don't like tinsel. I'm done with it. I'm over it. And I don't want it for Christmas anymore. Okay, well, I'm not going to buy you tinsel for Christmas then. Thank you very much. (laughs) Emily, you've had it with eggnog. I hate eggnog. I've had eggnog a handful of times, and I just don't understand it. I'm tired of things being eggnog-flavored. Because eggnog itself is not even good. One tiny little sip of a glass is okay. After that, I'm done. Don't I don't want to drink that. I don't want to go to your holiday party and get drunk on now, eggnog. We discussed it the other day, but it seems as though eggnog, especially with rum or liquor in it, it's an excuse for the people that don't drink all the time to yeah. have a little sip. It feels good. I can have a little bit of wine and eggnog I guess. this time of year. Uh, my last thing that I want to cancel for Christmas, get rid of for the holidays, Uh, Laser Christmas lights, laser displays, laser outside. Listen, I get up in a ladder. I crawl on my roof. I've got a giant pole I've made called the Doomsday Device. I put Christmas lights, extension cords, and I run them them insanely everywhere. I make my lights look good. You know what doesn't look good? Those ugly lasers. It doesn't match Christmas lights. It doesn't look pretty. The little... (laughs) It's dumb and Some it's lazy. Some of them are very cheap. If you get the kind yes. that is expensive and they're actually bright. Then you have very cheap, expensive cool. looking lights. Oh, yeah. 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 Get rid okay. of the lasers. Sure. Get rid of Elf on the Shelf. No more eggnog. And of course, the Christmas cards. Ugh. What holiday crap should be dumped from Christmas in this season? Let us know. 512-835-1015 or at CJ Morgan Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Did you? The world's oldest marijuana has been found. Yeah, did you know the world's oldest stash of marijuana was found in a little blue baggie underneath Spencer's car seat, along Mm. with some uh, empty Whataburger spice ketchup packets. I would never leave uh, that. Some French fries and pieces of an onion. Those get eaten. Uh, This is actually a little older than that. Uh, The world's, did you know, 
World's oldest stash of weed was found in a 2,700-year-old grave in western China. It belonged to a blue-eyed Caucasian man who was a local shaman. I'm guessing I knew what he sold to be the top shaman (laughs) in the area. The thing is, he'd only gone to that area on his year off from college, but he decided to hang out, to stay. man. Dude, <laughs> I mean, Matt, you know, I was in a very touristy part of Mexico recently, but you you know because you've been there a couple times. Just the the people that go and they're like white and they grow their dreadlocks and they sell jewelry and they act like very like, this is my country and my people. It's just, God, it's so poser. It's I, poser I, and it's a little cringe. Yes, it's yes. so cringe, but they <laughs> they were everywhere. When I was and seventeen I or eighteen, it. I thought those dudes were really cool because they were living the life and they'd thrown off, you know, the the, the destructive, this, this destructive yeah. handcuff <laughs> of, of the man. And now I'm just like, oh, oh, you're no, just, no, you're I rich... don't want your conch fritters, yeah, Kevin. You're, <laughs> you're just rich kids who defied your parents by joining the Peace Corps and growing your hair out. But still, at least I know where to get some good weed in Mexico <laughs> and feel a little safe about it. Uh, you know these things are true, by the way, like the world's oldest marijuana fact, because we give it a little said seal of approval by going, Did you know? Did you know if right now you have lost your furry friend, might have run away from home or probably run away from home? Uh, Well, did you know that there might be some hope because the furthest distance that a lost pet dog has found its way home occurred in 1979 when a dog named Jimpa got stuck to the bumper of a... (laughs) No. was Oh, that's so sad. I know. Why would you... Not a good joke. Uh, he was a Labrador boxer cross. He turned up in his old home after walking about 2,000 miles across oh Australia. That's not good. Uh, yeah. that's a, that dog's a dingo now. He made it home, oh, He's going to boy. I think there might be he's a gonna movie. He's going to eat a baby. He's got a taste for flesh. Oh, I don't know if I'd want to be messing with that dog. That definitely is a different dog, though, once it comes back. I mean, back. to 2,000 miles in Australia, yeah, yeah. that'll change you. Yeah. Dog Australia you... just wants to kill you. Stop a dog you make a movie about. Yeah. I think there is a movie about it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I don't Incredible like dog journey. movies. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know? Speaking of those dudes hanging out in Mexico and selling bracelets. I almost bought Matt a hacky sack. but oh, God, uh, it would have actually been funny. I would have enjoyed yeah. it. Did you know that the final song on Pink Floyd's album... Adam Hart Mother. The final song is called Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast. You may or may not be familiar with it. At the end of it, do you guys know what a run-out groove is on vinyl? Uh, CJ might. I don't know if you, you younger uh, cat. A run-out groove. You know what, when the, run out of space. When the right. record is over, it goes to that very yes. last groove, and then it when it hits where it meets, it makes the kapash, and kapash. It- and it kind of goes back. Yes, it's a distinct yeah. sound, you can tell. And there's nothing that's printed in that groove, except... On Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast, in the original pressing, they printed a, a drop, like a faucet drip, in there so that the high guys, when they were just listening, would think if you would fall asleep, you would wake up oh thinking that, my gosh. that just your faucet was dripping somewhere and you might go Love looking it. for That's whatever. That's incredible. And it just plays for, and that way you don't hear the pch yeah. Instead, you hear glute, glute. Now, you know how we loved doing secret tracks <laughs> on CDs. We didn't love, but you would. Yes, you would get an album, a CD, and it would track have ninety nine, or or they would be silence for ninety yes. minutes before you got there. Because in, in, in the old days, a lot of the CD players you couldn't just skip through to it. 
or fast forwarded, but it would be like at the very end of the last track. Did they ever do that on albums? Like I know it's more expensive to press vinyl, and it doesn't you can't make hide sense. it the same way. The CD that's what was so you unique can just about move the CD. It up and move it over, right? Yeah, right. to get to that it. was so unique. Sometimes you would see your CD player, and it would just run through, and it would start running through tracks really fast until yeah. it got to ninety nine. But sometimes it would start playing and it would just play silence and you could hit fast forward and you'd be like, well, I don't think there's anything here. Because sometimes they would put the song an hour, two, two hours, hours after, down. After, so after track 13, track 13 would be hours long. And again, in early CD players, you couldn't see it. But if you took it and it glinted in the sun just right, you right. could see where the hidden track were. And sometimes there were multiple hidden tracks. There's so I, much, I loved hidden yeah. tracks. There was so much space on a CD. Most people, I always just thought that the CD just held that many songs. And it turns out a CD can hold hours Endless. upon hours yeah. of music. We were only using the tiny little bitty outside Which again, band of it. you can see by yeah. glinting But it. a hidden track, when you were in a dorm room... And all of a sudden, you bought a new album, and you could see it, and you realized. Did oh, you I hear think the hidden track on Days of the New? It was pretty, a pretty awesome it treat. Was to awesome. Get. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, sometimes it was really good. Awesome. Yeah, and it, you weren't in the internet age, so when things like that happen, you just found out through the grapevine. Word of mouth. Yeah, you could tell. Here's the thing: you could go to the bar the next day and go, "Dude, the new Nirvana album." Have you heard the last track? And they go, yeah, blah, blah. And you go, no, no, no. that's the not last the last track. track. You got to keep letting it play out. And they'd be like, what? And you're like, yeah, keep letting it play. And then you got to be kind of a badass before, you told everyone. before Mr. Jeeves came along and ruined it all. It's done. It's here. It's finally happening. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. It's Weird. Or it's wired, man. The judge, lead scientist of specification notes, is here on the CJ Morgan Show. All bloggers banned. Those are just a few signs that are popping up. Uh, Cafe in Taiwan. Influencers strictly banned. I saw that in Mexico uh, at a few of the coffee shops. They would say between this hour and this hour, please leave your laptop in your bag. We have lots of customers. You can blog later. You know, it's kind of right. making jokes oh. about that. No. Yeah. There, they, there is a growing de-influencing craze that is picking up a lot of, it started in a lot of high traffic tourist locations where people were coming out and it wasn't they just. They would try to twerk in front of the Louvre. Well, and one of the issues was. That's art. That's it, why. They weren't just bringing out their phone and holding it up there and doing a selfie. They were bringing out a crew. A tripod, And the a next thing you know kit. is a lighting kit. There's two photographers, a photographer assists. And you were having seven, eight, nine, ten of these setups. And then the tourists who are coming, they were saying, hey, this is really taking away. There's a town in Vermont that has these. Uh, what's the word they always use for a town in Vermont that has bucolic? Shire? Bucolic? Oh. Isn't that a, a word what? for. I think it means like pretty and relaxed. But you oh, know, the they, trees. The, the trees in a road that yes. goes down to like a red barn and there's red leaves on the, the whole thing. Yes, well, well, I, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. The, there's yeah. a side, and they were saying, look, we can't, people can't even come and enjoy this anymore because it's covered in influencers going, we're going to see if we can make a basketball shot off of this drone. And it'll go through that barn. Yeah. And we've gotten crazy. I so. mean, even just the modeling ones I saw in Mexico, I was pointing out there's this super hot girl in a bikini with a shaw on the rocks in front of this old, like, fort and a black T-shirt guy photographer and then another model with another black T-shirt guy photographer. And I was like, how embarrassing is that? 
And then, I kid you not, there was a third later on. But how embarrassing <laughs> is that that you're doing your modeling photos? Right. And then, like, two other of the exact, the exact same, same copies things yeah. come and they're doing it there. Like, do you no longer feel very original or good about that? Well, I don't think the originality counts at all. And it's even part of that why so many of these groups are now getting together and they're saying, look, here's the biggest issue. It's not that we hate influencers across the board. Um, uh, it's what we're should. learning is that <laughs> so many influencers have, quote, a superficial relationship to these places that they're visiting. Yeah. Sure. It's not like you're watching some guy. Remember that Rick Steves guy who would go all through Europe and whatever? And he would say, here are the places I love the most in Europe. And, and he did a show for like PBS, right? It was kind of boring, but you could tell that he loved hiking through the Alps or whatever. They're saying, look, a lot of these people have seen the picture. They want the exact same picture. I they're mean, coming same, here. They're lining up. Bourdain. Like he was going and showing his food stuff, but it was it was in a respectful manner. Yeah. And a lot of these places are realizing, oh, we were better off when we had a sustainable customer base and not swarms of people. We can't actually deal with the swarms of people. We can't The swarms of people aren't there to spend money. That's another part. And swarms of people mean things like dirty bathrooms and with higher paper costs and Use a lot of Wi-Fi. These, yeah, and all these other things that came along with it. A lot of people thought, oh, this will be great. We want the influencers. Now we'll have more people. Our business will get well, better. They've realized, oh, there are hidden costs we didn't realize that would come with the quote-unquote better business, and we want to go back to just having a sustainable business I, concept. I'm Listen, all for it, man. I'm one of the few people that are pro-gatekeeper when it comes to media, not just because I'm in an old form, but – I love that when we were in radio talking about developing personalities into influencers, I was like, it doesn't matter. You have high school kids oh, with yeah. more followers. And right. now what's even more exciting is that the it's so watered down and so unreliable because they're not a professional ad agency. Well, that ad advertisers are pulling dollars away from influencers. They're going with AI. They're going with traditional yeah. media instead of these people and because plus, they're not professional I was, entertainers. I was going to say the big difference between an influencer, at least most of them, and sort of old me media where they go to these places and showcase the food is the lack of interviews or actual permission to be there. Right. There's yeah. no discussion with any of the chefs or the owners. They just go in, they snap their thing, or they leave and get out. Or professional media skills. Or any of that. that yeah, yeah, take yeah. Take a so lot of time to develop and learn. A lot more superficial and a lot less well, don't be surprised to see more and more no camera signs popping up at your favorite restaurants, your favorite bars. More and more of these owners are saying, we want a legitimate, real experience for our customers. That said, if there's a pop-up ice cream hot dog stand, mm. you better believe that they better oh, believe yeah. they're going to be there. Whatever you do, do not buy your kids this for Christmas. They might die. Number seven will really kill them. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up celery man, please. Yes. The top three items you should not get your kids for Christmas if you want them to live. Number three's a shocker. Do you like that <laughs> clickbait kind of headline there? Funny enough, I actually watched YouTube videos about discontinued toys quite We're going to bring that up at the end of this. Good, because this, yes. is, this is something that is a really niche um, hobby of mine is to uh, like learn about discontinued oh, toys and why they're discontinued because it's amazing. Lead paint. Lead paint. It'll kill you. Choking hazards or 
or I don't know, Barbie accidentally says a swear word, things like that. Oh, it's the best. Uh, choking hazard seems to be the number one. And that's where we start off today's clickbait, where we click through the items so you don't have to. A trauma injury lawyer is listing his three items to avoid this year. And surprise, surprise, choking a big one, starting... Number one would be water beads. A common brand name for these is Orbeez. They're these really, really tiny plastic beads. And the problem with them is that they expand exponentially when they're put in water. Multiple kids even just swallowing or ingesting one of these has caused intestinal obstructions, blockages, and resulted in multiple deaths of children. Yeah, that's frightening. So I guess they're not as bad as like the gel blasters we use. No. But here's a picture of them. So they're little tiny beads. You put them in water, they blow up. You can use them for games, sorting, matching, and whatnot. But kids love to put stuff in their mouth, and yeah. they'll choke on this. I... I like watching videos of adults using these because they kind of have a weird ASMR to them. But I think part of the reason why I like watching it is because it looks like something that I could put in my mouth. Even uh, yeah, as an adult, I look at it and I'm mm. like, I want to chew well, on Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I would use them for war, for slingshotting. And that's exactly what Gel Blaster, a toy I highly recommend and got for my nephew, shoots those little beads. And so it's like a paintball gun or a Nerf gun, but yeah. the beads are disposable. They're water. They don't hurt too much. No. And they're not big enough to really like do damage. Uh, let's find out the next list here on Clickbait Corner, the next item that you should not be giving your kids this Christmas if you don't want them to die. Number two would be any toy with button batteries. They're round and circular. What happens is if a child swallows them by accident, they get lodged in their esophagus or in their windpipe. They can erode the esophagus and basically burn a hole through the child's air pipe or esophagus. Okay, that one's kind of more, I guess, on the parent to watch out. But uh, essentially, you know, little watch batteries or in your key clicker in your car. Yeah, uh, those, I need a new one. Those actually. can pop out. Those can easily be swallowed. They're bad to have in your tummy. I mean, any battery with kids can be dangerous I mean, and swallowable. Not- only kids, but just anybody that swallows a battery, period. Kids just need to stop swallowing things. Eating stuff. Yeah, because Ugh. it makes it less fun. Emily, my new house is kid-proofed, and it pisses me off so much oh, to get sucks. into cabinets and stuff like that. That's... Because I'm I'm a big because kid. Because you're the kid. Abs- absolutely. So your fiancé proofed it for you. Pretty much. But the batteries, that's in my zone, and I love creating devices with them which you can see at our live show, Details101x.com. Uh, what is the next item that this lawyer says you should not buy your kids if you want them to live? Number three, any inclined sleeper device that's not at a completely flat angle. Babies should always be sleeping flat on their back and not at an incline. Okay, so no baby inclined sleeping device. That's not a fun toy. That's a, a, that's a baby thing. No one's going to buy that. No, that's I'd, not. That, I would argue if that's even a toy. Uh, yeah, it doesn't count as a toy, but we do have some great discontinued toys over the year, and we'll continue this on tomorrow's clickbait. If you have any memories, text us, 835-1015. Uh, a discontinued toy that seems rad in this day and age, especially since we all love true crime podcasts. When you're a kid, you love playing detective, mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. Uh, there was a CSI fingerprint analysis kit. Oh, this was, I've, I've heard of this Came one. out in 2007. You had powder you could put on your crime scene. You had the whole fingerprint thing. The only problem, the uh, factory in China that made the fingerprint powder, 
It had like 7% of tremolite, which is a carcinogen. It's very bad for you. Yeah, it's very bad it was to a touch. drug, basically. Uh, so, yeah, it could kill, poison, get you high. So they got rid of that. Um, Insane. These ones are pretty rad. I remember these. You can still see them at Goodwill occasionally. Oh, yes. Very old toys from the 70s. Uh, lawn darts. Yeah. They're giant project. They're giant darts. It's yeah. just that. They're heavy. They're sharp. And they they're cause a lot swords, of people to get hurt. Basically. But, man... Play, that would be fun to play with because then you're playing a dart game outside on the lawn. You toss mm-hmm. it with the arc. I'm going to bring back lawn darts. But in a safe way, hopefully. Uh, maybe. Uh, Wego kite tubes. What are those? Basically giant rafts, uh, inflatable li- rafts, tubes mm-hmm. that were also used as kites. Pretty neat, right? Take you to the beach, you go flying, yay. Wait, you, you sat on the kite? You didn't sit on it. It was just a big inflatable kind of kite thing. Okay. But I guess where it's dangerous is because it was inflatable and so big, unlike some smaller kites, this kite was ripping and pulling kids into the air. Oh, Like, I think kids no. actually died. Um, well, yes, uh, three kite tubers lost their lives in serious kite tubing accidents, so... I don't know if it's a behind-the-boat thing and at-the-beach thing or what, but apparently it could really create some lift, and then your little one is way up in the air Mm. when they probably shouldn't be. Mm. So very dangerous. We're going to have more tomorrow. I love discontinued toys and things that even I had as a kid that I'm like, wait, what? That had asbestos in it? Yeah. (laughs) We weren't supposed to be taking that apart and eating it? Uh, On the next clickbait corner, hang around for that. Uh, Text us your fun memories of discontinued toys, 835-1015, or at CJ Morgan Show online. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. (laughs) 